Hey, it's Margot Tantau here, host of Windowsill Chats. I am so glad you're here. I have some tales to tell, some interesting stories to discover, and I'm glad you're here to do that with me. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. In the trenches, figuring out what the best way is to get something done, how to get something made, how to get your creative self noticed, how to make the best of a situation. And so I'm here to bring those stories to you and see if there's anything you can pull out from it. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet little corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble Like I need a friend Won't you come and sit in my windowsill again Spin our favorite records Discuss the latest trends Won't you come and sit in my windowsill again Hello everybody, welcome back to Windowsill Chats. I am so excited today to be talking to Eulalia Mejia. She is an illustrator, a graphic designer, and mixed media artist living in, get this, the rural mountains of Colombia, South America. I just can't wait to be able to visit someday. Yes! (laughs) She has two dogs, two cats, and a human boyfriend. Eulalia started her journey as an illustrator after more than 10 years of working as an in-house graphic designer for fashion companies and freelancing for silkscreen printing studios. So lots of great knowledge there. With that knowledge that she got from working in the textile arena, it helped her create her particular style. Eulalia's painterly illustrations are a well-balanced mix between traditional and digital mediums, ranging from watercolors, gouache, acrylics, and collage, to on, you know, technical things like Illustrator, Photoshop, and Procreate. Her artwork is delicious, I think. Having the ability to work in both worlds bring her, brings her a sense of freedom and joyous exploration that is absolutely tangible in her designs. Ulalia's artwork is often inspired by the exotic and magical tropical land that she gets to live in, making it both alluring and enchanting. She believes that we are never too old to be amazed by everyday life, and that surrounding ourselves with beauty is the very best way to remember there can be magic in the world. Most days, you can find Eulalia in her studio creating. Her interests are diverse and encompass a wide variety of creative projects like doll making, embroidery, bookbinding, mixed media painting, collaging, and art journaling. When she is not creating, she enjoys riding her bicycle through the mountains and watching horror movies while hiding under the cushions. That just sounds perfect Ulalia. I just feel like I'm right there. <laughs> so what what is it like where you live? Like describe the setting that your house is in. Okay so my boyfriend and I wanted to live in a place that was far away from the city mm-hmm. and that we had lots of greens and that we had our own house in a north and our own space so at this moment, we're surrounded by very typical, um, very uh, like normal people, <laughs> like <laughs> people that live in the mountains that most of the time they work the, the land. They, yep. uh, so we're, we're living in the middle of nowhere, basically. Sounds we have, delightful. Yeah, it is. We have the ability to be... Uh, in the biggest, the second biggest city in, in our country in 45 mm-hmm. minutes. Mm-hmm. Is that Bogota but or what city is Medellin. That? Medellin, that's right. The Bogota is the capital, the mm-hmm. biggest city, and we're in the second one. Okay. But we're super near to everything, but far away enough that we're not in the city. And we, we wanted that. We wanted to be far away from the city. Yeah, that's so we have a little. We have, for example, our neighbor has cows Mm -hmm. or has a cow Mm -hmm. or two cows and chickens and the other neighbor has another cow 
and everybody has dogs so you can hear dogs barking all day and that's good and sometimes it's bad but but we're really happy it's very green everything that's so great does that play in well obviously from what you said but how much does that play into your inspiration a lot because sometimes i'm painting and i look out the window i can and i see i can spend a lot of time looking out the window yeah and like to see a bird just flying around and then seeing another bird or the cow that just fills my soul. Yeah. You know, like, like this is where I'm supposed to be. I, and those tiny moments are like taking a break because I disconnect completely from what I'm doing and I'm seeing the breeze move a tree and it's, so I don't know. It's like it helps me be more in touch with my work, with myself, but also with with nature. So it's like the right kind of distractions, if there are. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's much better than scrolling down your phone for an hour. I prefer to just look out and, and see a bird that I haven't seen or watching my cat just in the sun, just bathing. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. So tell us a little bit about your your creative journey because I I know that I first was aware of you when you took um, a make art that sells class and I was immediately attracted to your style and just your your go getting go getter personality where it just you just kept trying and producing such beautiful things but it, it definitely has a feeling that's yours alone which I super admire so. Tell us a little bit more about kind of how you landed as a creative. Well, I think I've been created my whole life, but once I graduated, graduated from high school, like I hadn't, I, I feel like I didn't have an option mm-hmm. other than go into design mm-hmm. because arts is too artsy, yeah. I guess. And, And architecture, no, like all those things that are traditional and and that are the careers that you're supposed to follow. I just fell in love with design when I saw that they had a pitch Mm. saying like selling, this is what you will study. And they were talking about history of art an investigation and how you start with an idea and then project it into a real project. And I was, I like that. I, mm. That's where, so I started, started in the, at the university student, uh, studying graphic design. And after I graduated, uh, well, even as, as I was studying, I started working for uh, fashion companies. Uh, because Medellin is mm-hmm. is well known for fashion and for textiles, so we have a lot of of those uh, companies here mm-hmm. or over there in Medellin. And I started working with them, and I've been working and designing and ever since. But then I started going into the illustration side because I was tired of design. Yeah, <laughs> like it was too much too much of a product like mm-hmm. and i didn't know that illustration was also it's like design it's it's basically yeah. the same thing right it, it ends up being you're creating a product for somebody else but it sounded more fun than be that than making like typography designs or logo designs it was more fun to create to well and you're bringing it out of your own yeah you're you're bringing it out of your own kind of mind you know instead of following somebody else's rules and regulations where you have to try and guess what they want you get to try you get to tap into what you really want to do that way I think yes and illustration is not or wasn't uh, when I graduated, wasn't as known as, as mm-hmm. it is right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, illustration, when I, if I talked back then, like 
four years, five years ago, here that I was an illustrator, they would ask, what do you mean an illustrator? Mm. Now I can say, well, have you seen the products? Oh, okay, yes. Or the magazine, the illustration, the, the front cover of this magazine. Mm-hmm. But back then, it was here. Yeah. It wasn't as well known. So. I think everywhere. I really think it's, we've, we've, we've helped change the landscape a bit, those of us who are determined <laughs> to have beautiful <laughs> things into the world. I think yes. so. Were you supported in this path by your family? Did they think that was a good idea? Uh, I don't think they, they had a choice. Like, <laughs> I love that. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to, to study illust- uh, graphic design. Like, yeah, you are. Yeah. Great. And, but, but the thing is that my family is a family of engineers. Uh-huh. My mother was an engineer, unheard of. In wow. that time, in the yes. 1950s in Good Colombia. Wow. Yeah. So she was an engineer. My father was an engineer. And my brother is an engineer. Mm. But they were like, yeah, you're not an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing it your own way. You're engineering yeah. things in a creative way. Yeah, but, mm, but the, <laughs> not we really. don't get you. We really don't understand <laughs> what's going on in there. But go ahead. There's no stopping you. And right. Well, that's good. And you, we spoke a little bit about this before we pressed go, but culturally in Colombia, mm. even now when we were talking about, you know, being in the middle of a pandemic and kids going back to school and managing jobs, it's one thing when you have a supportive partner, but when culturally that's not the way, but mm. it sounds like you have a very supportive partner too. Yes, his and He's also an engineer. Ah, there you go. But yeah, but he's the kind, and we were talking about this one day, and he said, but did you know that engineering is basically, it's a way of being creative. It's creative with numbers and creative with other things, and how to solve a problem is what engineering is. And I was like, yes, you're right, but normally or traditionally it's not about solving a problem but to guessing an answer or getting an answer Mm -hmm. and he says it more in solving a problem where you have a lot of different variations and that's what we do with design and with illustration we have a lot of different answers depending Mm -hmm. on the person you ask like how is a butter or how is a butterfly for you is different than how I would mm. depict it. Mm-hmm. So he is very supportive and he, he kind of gets my weird things. <laughs> well, they're fantastic. Have you found that, um, I mean, I want to know a little bit more about kind of how you feel about, having an illustration career and what that looks like and how that's, how that's worked for you. But also from an international point of view, has that been, has it made it any harder to be looking for work from Colombia or are there a lot of people there that you're networking with? Is it, how does it all play out for you? One of the reasons I started going into illustration, one of my goals, main goals is the international market mm-hmm. because here there's not a big market still and if there is a market it's not very well paid it's mm. badly paid mm. i i got to talk with another colombian in blueprint mm. 2018 and mm-hmm. we talk about it and she said yeah i got this job in the local paper and they paid me this much and i was when was that and she said two years ago and mm. yeah yeah they're still paying that so my goal was to go international and thankfully it's now possible. Mm-hmm. You can be anywhere in the world. Yep. If you speak English, I think mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. you can do anything because, well, and now we're seeing it. If everybody's going, is having their jobs from their homes and yep. there's no difference really is I, I, I'm talking to you. We're in different <laughs> yeah, exactly. ta- time zones. We're in different, almost continents. 
And there's no problem. For example, two of my best friends, one lives in Vancouver, mm. one lives in New Zealand. Mm. We talk and we just talk in English and everything's normal. And oh, okay, it's 9 a.m. tomorrow in New Zealand. Yeah. I don't get the time zones, but it's no problem. I mean, the international part is, is no problem right now. No, it's kind of amazing. I mean, I remember traveling. My dad was an airline pilot, so it back in the day it made it easier to to investigate other places. But I can remember trying, excuse me, <clears throat> to call home, and you'd have to wait. Remember in those places where you have to go use a payphone and wait for two hours till it was your turn, and then try and figure out how to pay for it. And oh my lordy! And here we are. Well, talking get to this. <laughs> this how this happened in Colombia. If you were out of a city and in a rural town, that was a long distance call. Mm-hmm. So you had either to wait until somebody did it, or they have like ham radios, the ones that oh, are yeah. like, yeah, like a walkie-talkie, but long distance. And that was the way. And that was. 20, 30 years ago. And now I'm watching a movie on my telephone. I mean, we are in the future. (laughs) We are. I remember when I was really young, I would say probably 10. My parents took a trip to Colombia, to Bogota and and to out and out and about. And they, we, they brought my sister and I back Ruanas and I wore that. It's like a beautiful wool cape poncho poncho kind of thing yeah it was so soft i wore that thing every day i thought it was the coolest thing ever (laughs) it is they are i wish i had one from and they're different according to the place in colombia you buy them oh i wish i still had it yeah my mother probably does she keeps (laughs) you might and for sure she'll have pictures but i just i think you live in such a beautiful place and i love that you're you're representing, you know, how you see that through your work. So tell me, tell us a little bit about um, just your path through being your own, kind of your own artist doing your own thing. How's that looking? That is difficult. That is not easy. It's, (laughs) I joke and I always joke and I say, if I knew that being an illustrator was the same as being a freelancer, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be in this position. I wouldn't be in this place because that's it. You're a free freelancer. You're looking for people that will buy your job without them telling you what you want. That sometimes it's easier if they tell you, I want, I need a logo and this is my company, but this way you're like, here's my bear. Do you buy bears? Mm-hmm. So it's difficult, and I am lucky enough at this moment to be represented mm-hmm. by an agent. But that's not guaranteed. That that's not a guarantee. And I think when you when I first started, I thought, okay, I get an agent, and I'm done. Everything's going to be super easy from now on. Mm-hmm. And actually, is. It's not because now you have someone to answer to, kind of, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? Like now you have a responsibility to kind of keep that person happy and give them enough work so they can show it around and different work. But um, I'm okay. One thing is I do have a lot of different things going on. So right now I'm um, going a lot into mixed media work and classes. And I'm also selling on some places. I have my own Etsy shop. I am working with local Mm -hmm. uh, companies. They They don't pay well. They don't. But it's like you need things that keep you motivated. And people saying, yes, I will pay money for the thing you did mm-hmm. is a motivation. Even right. if it's not a lot of money, but at least they're saying, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. I get you. And this is why I can't pay. Right. So, well, and I think too, you find out a lot about what people like if you, if you are able to have 
a store, like an Etsy store or something in that way where you're, you're trying things yourself, you're putting it out there and people are voting with their dollars, but they're, you know, it's, it's that you don't have to worry about another company in between. You're thinking, okay, I can do prints or maybe I want to try this 3d thing or, you know, a little embroidery or whatever it might be. Yeah. And now it's, it's so much easier because you can make, you have your store, but there's no need to have an inventory. Mm -hmm. There's Mm -hmm. no need to have a garage full of mugs. Right. You can print that mug when when it's needed. So that, that helps out a lot. It does have, yeah, because it's a big, big investment to have things just waiting to be sold. No, it's true. And when you, I've done a lot of manufacturing for those people who don't know anything about me, but a lot of, you know, traveling to other countries and, and designing things that have to be bought in hundreds and thousands of pieces. And I think now with more and more companies offering print on demand, where you can just upload your art and get one thing or three things or try something out, um, that's really it is rewarding and it might cost a little bit more, but not in the long run, for heaven's sakes. You're only buying one or three, not 600 or 1200 or something like right. that. Right. And for example, I have my Etsu. It works that way. Mm-hmm. And if you buy it, then it will be printed for you. Mm-hmm. And yes, it might be a little bit more than you would pay in a store. But remember that I won't be making a thousand of those. Right you will almost have an original, not yeah. entirely, but uh, a small run, let's say. You know, that's a really good point. I, I tend to love to, especially on an Etsy shop, I'd love to see if somebody has originals and I, and I look at what their originals are, but something that's only, you're only making a few, it's in high demand because there are only a few. And I think that's something also, this whole idea of print on demand, that wasn't something that we were able to access, but for the past few years only, really. I mean, yeah, so it's really new. I've been in business since maybe 2008, but um, a lot of it's being figured out as we go a lot, for sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's more and more happening. Plus, often those things are printed, um, you know, for us in the U.S., it's printed in the U.S. Or, you know, it's not, you don't have to wait for that to come from China for you. And things like yes, that. And, if, and if it's for Europe... They can print it in Europe, mm-hmm. and it's for yeah. Asia. They can print it print in it Asia. So it's also kind of helping the environment because mm. you're not shipping one thing from Europe to the U.S. It it it's printed in the U.S. and yeah. it goes. That's a so, very good point, and it it just helps you too because then it's you can sell something to somebody in that country, and you don't have to worry about oh my gosh, how am I getting it to them. Yes, especially in a country like mine, where the mm. postal service is not good. It's very, very um, costly to mm. ship ever, anything out of the country. And because we have a bad reputation because of things that have happened. Thanks. If you don't know, you don't need to know. Yeah. <laughs> Read up on your history. Yeah. Yep. So, so it's, it's difficult to send things out, yeah. but now there's no need for me to send things out because the company is in charge of that and they will deliver to you wherever you're living. So it's a big help. Yeah. It's a big help. Well, I'm glad you're doing things that way. I mean, we're talking and so you can't see, but I'm looking at what's behind you and you have beautiful artwork and other things that you've made. And this is perfect. This is perfect for for a podcast, oh, but oh my gosh. So she's when I, up this sweet, you'll have to put, we'll have to, I'm going to describe it and we'll have to pop a picture of it in the show notes, but it's this beautiful kind of gray green doll, floppy doll, but it's in the body is embroidered and the head is it's yeah. beautiful. This is, these are the ones that I, when I say doll making, mm-hmm. this is what I, so how would you describe that? And how did that come to you? I'm a nerd. I'm such a nerd. (laughs) (laughs) So one time my computer died Uh and I was like, 
what am I going to, this was before I was painting in acrylics. And I, what am I going to do? Uh, my computer is going to be at the shop. This was like, oh my God, 20, 20 years ago. Mm. So my computer, there was not like an, it wasn't a shop. quick. No, it wasn't. It was like a month and I was yeah. going to be without a computer for a month. Mm. So what am I going to do? So <laughs> I started creating little characters out of, of cloth. And, mm-hmm. and I taught myself how to sew because I have never, I never, I haven't been a girly girl ever. Uh-huh. So sewing or doing all these things, it was foreign to me. And I just started. And when I got my computer back, the first thing I did was search how to sew. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. I mean, these are just like weird creatures and they're a great way to play with colors. Mm -hmm. And really amazing colors on that. It's just kind of vibrant. This is another one. I will, I will give you some. So cute. So that, this is a great little lesson in, because it's, I mean, granted, when now that we've been forced to stay at home, we've been forced to stop a little bit, but we've, but most of us have been pretty connected to technology. So if you're not, or if you make yourself the, the choice to not be, it's those things come back. You know, I, I think working with your hands you know, where there should, there's really no limits on, on what it is that you can create. A creative is, I don't think there's one thing like you're no, like no. in the introduction where we're, in, we're, we're curious about things. So being able to, to try those different things is so important, I think, and slow down sometimes enough to do that. Yes. I, I always think, think that when I'm stuck creatively, the best thing for me is like go back to basics, mm-hmm. like get a brush and get some paint and start painting with a brush and start mixing colors and start seeing what comes out of that. But it's basic, like using your hands makes your brain work differently. Mm-hmm. And of course, when you're working in a computer, you're working with your hands and everything, but we lose the tactile sense. And I think that's pretty important. I think it is too, because I, I feel like if you only learned from computer, and I've certainly seen this in the, in the ways that I've worked and the people I've worked with over the years, but it's more rare to be able to draw mm-hmm. than it, you know, in the old, in the old days, <laughs> you know, you had, there was no other option, but no. I think so many people went straight to learning from computer on computer and I'm seeing more and more now of people who draw again. And I think procreate has helped with that. Still, you can, you know, there's so many nice shortcuts, but um, you know, I, I just but think that's important. For example, when, when I started in illustration, I was in one of the first uh, on the maths classes, mm-hmm. the make art that sell classes. And while I was doing it, I realized that I was lacking the ability to work with textures and work with colors. And that's when I realized I need to go back to basics and get Mm -hmm. a brush and Mm -hmm. start seeing how to create these textures that I'm not really liking in the computer or I'm not getting in the computer. Like the thing I want, I can't do it in the computer or but that was because I didn't know how to do it physically. In, by hand. Yeah. Do you feel like when you can learn to do something by hand that you can then replicate it in the computer? I think so. Or, or at least you can Close. scan it. Yeah, well, for sure. You can scan it. Yeah. Uh, but if you know that if you, in real life, you create two layers, mm-hmm. then you know, on oh, the computer, I need to create the two layers. So yes, there is a translation Mm-hmm. For me, the way it works is that I really needed to go back to those basics, to mm-hmm. see how, how to create those textures. 
uh, how to create those colors interactions or why were these two colors even if I'm I was seeing them in the screen like seeing them in real life and making them it was a different thing and it was a change of there's a, a different click in your brain you know like mm-hmm. yeah I get it now yeah yeah and some I feel like some of that comes from the repetitiveness of trying that thing too. You know, I, for a long time, I made things out of wire and the first, I wish I had the first ones that I made because they were so mm-hmm. wonky. But once you make that joint and twist those pliers over and over again, you get, you get really good at, at that, yeah. whatever you're trying to do right there in that joint, you know, and it's just like that with anything, the texture yes, of it, your brush it, it, or. It's, it's a, it's a muscle memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And then the brain gets it and it's, okay, this is the way you do it without those muscles, but is inscribing your brain or something. Yeah. Tell me, what's your favorite thing and your least favorite thing about being and working on your own? Okay, my favorite thing is not having like a schedule. Mm-hmm. Like every day is different. And I love that. I know, I know you're supposed to have a schedule. And have, <laughs> We're artists. <laughs> we yeah, I can't. I can't. I need my day to be different every day. Even, yeah. You can try, but doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, I tried and it was sucking the life out of me because why? I want to be at home. I want to do different things. I want to go out and take a walk because it's too hot in my studio, but it's not yet two o'clock or the time that was determined. That is the thing. And I think the, the thing that I like least like is not being able to have like a pardon or artsy friend or a partner that you can show like, immediately no mm-hmm. not wait or take a picture upload it no like hey you like this you yeah. don't like this you it's think this working. color is good mm-hmm. yeah that re- uh, feedback that mm-hmm. feedback is is important and i do miss that but but one thing's or the and it's interesting too i get that because i've been both those places and i think the first is giving yourself permission and I think that's a whole topic in, ex- in itself, oh you know, yeah. giving yourself permission, right? To yeah. create in a way that's feeling right for you, to spend your day in a way that feels right that day, to go after, t- say yes to a job that you want, say no to a job that doesn't feel right. Um, and, but then finding a way to be able to collaborate and I mean, just like share your ideas is a big deal because it is fun to be able to hold it up and say yellow or red, you know, or whatever that thing is. So yes, it's about finding more ways to do that, I think. Yes. And it's great when you get feedback and you have like a conversation, not only, oh, yes, it's pretty. No, like that conversation, like that, I've, I've, I miss that. The conversation mm-hmm. about creativity and that somebody that gets you because they're in mm-hmm. the same world will say, hey, how did you come by that color with that color? Have mm-hmm. you thought about doing this or that? That is good. But then I'm also very introverted mm-hmm. and I need my time and I need time to not talk, to just be trying to focus because I don't get to focus. Yeah. But trying to focus on what I'm doing and maybe, hey, you like this? Okay, bye. Right. Mm. So what's inspiring you right now? What, are, what sort of things are you working on now? Um, working, I'm working very much with mixed media. Mm. I'm painting a lot and I'm trying to, being with, with this agent, she made me realize that the the paintings I was publishing on Instagram are sellable. Something mm-hmm. that I never thought about. Like I thought, okay, so if I'm in an illustrator, then I should be working in Illustrator right. <laughs> or Photoshop, right? right? <laughs> no, not necessarily. Right. 
And I was like, why? I think it's the thing you said. It's about permission. Giving myself yeah. permission to say, this, that I'm, this thing, this weird bear. Um, mm-hmm. um, okay, let's change animal. This weird <laughs> owl that I'm making. It, it has a place somewhere. Maybe, maybe it has a place somewhere in the market. So I'm very, I'm very inspired by just pushing paint around and collaging and and seeing what what happens without having in mind this is going to be a postcard or a yeah. greeting card or a no I want to paint this let's see what goes what I happens. really think that's where the freshest ideas come from I really do yeah. when you let yourself play 100% when you let yourself play or something's inspiring in you you and you go do it and I I I always love you know, as an art director to, I always look on people's Instagrams because I feel like I might see things there that they don't think they should show in the same way in a portfolio. And that's often where the most honest work is. Yes. Yes, totally. Yeah. Because, and I was seeing what I was creating for my job and seeing what I was creating just for creating and I can see the difference. I mean, there's so much more in the things that I was creating for me and just for me mm-hmm. than what I was designing. And yeah. 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 So, good. But but it's also I, I like the, the ability to have both. Mm-hmm. Like one day I don't want to to get myself dirty. I want to do this. I want to work in this thing digitally Mm -hmm. and I can do that. And I like that. That That's a really good point. And that's, you know, I've never, I don't feel like I'm good. I mean, I can dabble in the digital stuff, but I always, I don't know. I use my hands more and I admire, um, I love learning the digital skills too. Cause for me, that seems like a different direction to go, but it's nice to combine them. I love my computer. (laughs) <laughs> I love my computer. And one of the things that, that really was hard for me when painting was like, I'm not going to get to use my computer. Mm-hmm. But then, yes, of course, of course I am because I take a, fo- a photo yeah. and I edit it. The moment that photo, that image goes into the computer, it's a new piece. I forget 100%. That That's it exists so cool. in real life. Mm. It's now this. Now, I'm not looking to see if the colors are the same as the original. No, this is a new piece. I will make it better. Yeah, I will make it better as is. This mm. is the piece. If the colors I change totally, well, it doesn't matter. It's a new piece. Right. That's pretty, so I get to, That's magical yeah, too. And I, yeah, and I get to play with both worlds. Mm-hmm. Well, that's ideal. So you mentioned ahead of time that I should ask you the story of your name because it's so beautiful. Tell me, (laughs) tell me a little bit. Okay. So my name is Eulalia. I love it. And it comes from the Greek and it comes from Eu, Mm -hmm. the E-U, that's good or well, and Lalias, that it's spoken. So my name is well spoken. Nice. <laughs> and everybody who knows me will look at me and say, nope. <laughs> nope. Sorry, that was a loud laugh. <laughs> oh. Nope. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, our parents try. They try. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it's better than the option. I think the, the other option was Cornelia. Well, you know, we are yeah. who we are. Yeah, but Olalia is so beautiful. Yeah, I would be Cornelia and I was born during the Planet of the Apes. Uh huh. You remember the series and yes. there was Cornelius. I mean, yeah. my life was hard enough with Eulalia. I don't think I could survive with Cornelia. <laughs> no, that might have led to a few things on the playground that wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't have gone well. Oh, goodness. Well, I just, I love hearing all your adventures. I, I'm wondering who are, what are three things that are lighting you up? Three things or three people that are lighting you up right now, inspiring you? Yeah. Mady Rose. 
Ah, uh, yes. Have you taken I, her classes? Yes, she was Great. one of my first classes when I realized I needed to start exploring the physicality of paint and all that. I wonderful. turned to her. I took her classes and she is she is wonderful. Her work is wonderful. Her colors are beautiful. Her freedom is gorgeous and mm. I just love her work. Got a big heart mm. that one. Yeah, also that's the other thing. She's like this super generous person. Oh my god, an owl just fell. <laughs> a painted it's, owl. But it must mean something. <laughs> Let's hope something good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and who else? Um I really admire Natalie Lete. Mm, yes, that's a good one. Yeah, mm -hmm. she's I think I as aspire to be like these people these women because mm -hmm. they're painterly but they're also commercial but they're also themselves they haven't i feel like they like, don't ask permission right yes they just yes. say if you want me here's who i am yeah this is it it's like accept it or don't accept it i'm not gonna change it this is it those pictures and of natalie lette's house interior oh my god <laughs> just make me oh that's a good thing I, she has uh, on instagram or somewhere so she has like a huge paper mache rabbit mm, i haven't seen and that a, but like her size oh god big and yeah. I, I want that i need that rabbit in my house right now <laughs> <laughs> i challenge you go make one that's one thing that I need to start doing to work more 3D. I mean, paper mache, so oh, paper mache is something I haven't been able to do. I have you tried it? Uh, more or less. Yeah. I always get to to a point when this is too much. I okay. need to go. So I'm, <laughs> I've done like little tiny things, but it would be great to make like a huge thing. I I'll wait try. to see what happens there. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> and who else do I like? These are my heroes. Ah, Monica, Monica Forsberger. Forsberg. Mm -hmm. Forsberg. She's a fantastic yeah. artist. Yes. yes. Another one who's kind of unapologetically herself. Yes. I mean, that's what I. And there are between the two words that I feel that I'm right now. That mm -hmm. is, I want my work to be commercial and I want it to be commercially sold. I have no problems with that, mm -hmm. but I want them to be me. Right. I want the thing that I'm doing, even if it's commercial, let's say I'm, I will paint a llama when mm -hmm. llamas were super hot, but my llama, the way right. I see it. And these women are that way. Like, yeah, I'll paint it, but my way, or maybe mm -hmm. No. And I feel like they've been, um, they, I don't, I was going to say lucky, but it's, 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 it's how talented you are and where you are and, and all those things. But like the companies that have licensed their work have been companies that can, can say, we are putting your work out there like this, like Monica's, you know, puzzles um, oh. with Ibu. Um, Ibu. And all the packaging and all that she does for Eboo, we will put all these things in the show notes, everybody, so you can see. But I just, oh my gosh, I can't wait till a new one comes out because it's, it's just not run of the mill. It's Eboo is a company that just, you know, holds the artist up for what that artist does, and I love that. And then I think Natalie and you know Anthropology and other places that have reproduced what she does as well as possible. And I know that Mady had great products at Creative Co-op that, that were her. And she's also, you know, that her books that she has. I just feel like that's the biggest challenge as an artist is like, how do I find that person on the other side, that agent or whatever, that is going to hold me accountable for who I am and hold those companies accountable for recreating that? You know, that's yeah. the perfect marriage. Yes, it is. And it's, and it's, there are not, I don't think there are a lot of companies taking that risk because it is a risk. Yeah. It's not the run of the mill will make everybody happy picture. Mm -hmm. There are, you have to, 
if, uh, especially for Monica and for Natalie, mm-hmm. they have a lot of products mm-hmm. in everywhere that you see and, and they stand out. And I don't understand why companies wouldn't like to be, to stand it, to, to people to you know, see them. It's similar, like you were saying that it is in Colombia where the, the man looks at things a certain way. It depends yeah. on who's running that company, what, are, what they're driven by. Are they driven by numbers and we've always done it this way and we can't, or are they small and lithe and they can make their own decisions? You know, I think, I think sometimes that's the difference, but it's, you know, it's, it's finding those companies. But I also think that the ability to do more print on demand and show your work People buy what they see, even an art director in a big company. If they see, oh my gosh, look at what Ulalia has done on these beautiful plates or these mugs or these canvases, I want some of that. Sometimes when it's printed two-dimensionally or it's just on, on the screen in your portfolio, they're not quite thinking about it that way. So it's, you know, it's showing people what you can do. And, th- and that's an ever-evolving process, but... You know, I just think if we if we keep talking about it and if we keep um, challenging each other to be our best selves, then hopefully yeah. those things will come out well <laughs> the, the other <laughs> side. But yeah. you, you fit with those women to me, Eulalia, because I really think that you are somebody that always stood out to me as, again, unapologetic in a good way. It's like, this is my style. I'm going to push myself. Here's, here's what I learned this week. Here's how I feel about color or texture and, and uniqueness too. I think that's a huge thing today is, is finding your own style. And I, I really feel like you, you do that every day. And I just, I've always been a big admirer of your work. Thank you. And it's not easy, you know, because it's like, if everybody is doing this, should I be, should I be doing the other thing? Yeah, no. It's a lot of, a lot of insecurity. Like if everybody's doing this, maybe I should. Uh And then like realizing, no, the, the thing that makes you good or the things that make you shine are not the things that everybody's doing. And you are going to go in another way and a very lonely way, way, path Mm -hmm. a very lonely Mm -hmm. path because you won't find a lot of people following that path but it it would make you happier and not maybe not that all that successful monetarily but successful in the way that you're happy with yourself there's heart success and i mean i granted we have to pay the bills but gosh at the end of the day how do you want to feel about it you know yeah there are a lot of paying jobs that I wouldn't want. Mm-hmm. I prefer what I do to, to feel good about what I'm doing, to feel happy every morning to say, I'm going to go to my studio and I'm going to turn on my computer or I'm going to paint or I'm going to do this or that. than going to something that I was feeling mis- miserable at the end of my job days like when i was working in an office i was i don't want to go today i Mm. don't want to go today yeah and this is life it's not those days are lost those days that you were feeling miserable and you know you had the chance to say i will i will do something i will change something those days are gone I hope someone's listening to you right now. That- Someone that can do that because yeah. I also know that a lot of people need to have jobs that they don't like. Absolutely. And I would say to those people, then go home and do something you love. Yes. Like make it time wasn't for a that. Wa- yeah, it wasn't a wasted day because you did something you love. That's and that's what I did. Point. Yeah, because I was miserable in my job. I came home. I could just sit down and watch TV until it was time to go home, go to the job again. Mm-hmm. But what I did was I would paint or I would uh, 
book uh, book bind or I will make one of my dolls. Something I love, like this day was not lost in the uh, joy, joyful. It was joyful. There was a little bit of joy. You know, I love that. I think the majority of of us would love to just be able to do what we want every day. But if we can do a little bit of what we want every day, then it's not that's lost, a, right? Yeah, that's a that's a big gain. That's food for your soul. It is like food for your five soul. minutes. Five minutes doing something you love is worth all day some, doing something you don't like. It balances out, I think. I think it does too. Oh, what gems! Thank you so much for all that you that you bring and how you think and how you look at the world. I love it. <laughs> Tell us, please, where we can find you, and and I will have this in the show notes as well. Yeah, I think it's better in the show notes okay. because I'm. I'm about to say my name and last name, <laughs> and I found out that it's not easy. <laughs> but my, my, my website is eulaliamejia.com. Yes. And I have a Etsy shop that I think is Happy Chinchilla, another yep. not so good name too. <laughs> it's cute though. Yeah, it's but try, yeah, try to spell it. All right, well, we'll put it in the show notes. But people, <laughs> people will be like, what did they, what were they talking about? It's great. Well, I just want to thank you for just being your honest self. I really think that's the important thing is, is knowing that there's, there's a lot more people like us out there that, that just, you know, have a goal, have a, have a desire to do something, want to make something that lights us up and, and how to balance that and, and tuck it into our day is really important. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having me, Margo. This was really fun. Uh, well, you're one of the people I thought of right away. So thank you, my dear. And we have come to the end of another recording of windowsill chats. Thanks so much for being here with me. I value your time and I just hope you've gotten as much out of this as I have. It's just so great to be able to bring you these conversations and these friends and these wonderful people that I have met along the way. So if you're so inclined, another reminder to subscribe and jot down a review for me wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you have any questions or want to check out more details that we talked about, head over to the show notes at tantostudio.com. I look so forward to seeing you again next week. Have a good one, everyone.